is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, good morning. It's great to see you. Welcome to Jubilee. This morning uh, is a little bit different. Um, so... The plan for this morning is to have a worship and communion morning, which means, in theory, that I don't preach. No, the in theory bit to that. And um, I don't want to do a long preach this morning. I'm not going to say very much, you'll be pleased to know. But I do want to draw our attention to to a few things. And uh, then we're going to share communion together. And there's some good time for that. We don't need to feel rushed because I'm not going to speak for long, I promise you. And uh, then we're going to come back and worship God together. So that's our plan. So if you're thinking, well, that's, if you get to the end of this and think, well, that's a bit short preach. That's not normal. Some of you will get to the end of my message and think, that was great. It was so short. <laughs> that's not normal. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm looking forward, actually, to seeing what the, uh, the guys in Rooted are going to do this morning. They've gone out with uh, John and Fowl, and uh, they're going to do some prophetic art uh, this one, which is dead exciting. So um, it may be we get to see next Sunday some stuff that they do this morning, which will be a, be a whole bunch of fun. And uh, it's certainly just exciting for us to be exploring the prophetic and what God's doing in that area, in us as a church, and uh, pushing some boundaries a little bit and stepping out in some new things. And uh, a whole prophetic art thing is certainly part of that. So I'm thrilled that some of our youngsters are getting on board on that as well. So it'll be good to see uh, what they come up with and what God does with them. Well, if you've got a Bible with you, if you'd like to turn, please, to Acts chapter 2. Now, I'm not particularly big on um, lots of festivals and lots of church calendar dates. Adam said to me this morning, does that mean you're going to cancel Christmas? Well, I think I might get in trouble with my children if I did that. <laughs> that might save me a lot of money. Um, but I think one thing that we do want to remember um, in, in the Christian calendar is the day of Pentecost. Now, actually, I would argue that for us who are following Jesus and are committed to him, every day should be Pentecost. Amen? Amen. It should be, but... As we talk about Pentecost today, it was when the Holy Spirit was first poured out upon the whole church. It was on this day in history that things changed. Because up until that point, the Holy Spirit had been given to individual people at certain times for certain reasons uh, only. So the Holy Spirit wasn't poured out upon all believers But the day of Pentecost came and everything changed. Everything changed. Now for us, you see, we're looking back at this. So we're saying now, every day should be Pentecost for us. Every day should be a fresh experience of the Holy Spirit. But we need to bear in mind for the disciples, for the early church gathered as they were in that upper room on that day, this was new. It had never happened before. It had never happened before. And they began to see the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. Well, in Joel 2, it says, And afterwards I will pour out my my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. 
Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Exciting, isn't it? Really is. And for the early church, gathered as they were, and it's recorded for us in Acts chapter 2, this began to fulfill the prophecy from Joel 2. I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. So, who's seeing visions? Anybody confessing to dreams? Everyone's saying, no, no, I'm not old yet. You're still hanging on to visions, maybe. Men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days, God says. And so what happened? Well, Acts chapter 2 tells us. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And we're told a bit earlier, it's been a group uh, numbering about 120 or so as they were gathered together to pray and wait as they've been told by Jesus. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Wonderful, isn't it? And we see in the following pages of the book of Acts what happened as a result of that. So right then, at that point, a crowd gathered and they all heard them speaking in their own language. We've got a whole list of different languages there that I'm not going to read through now. But amazed and perplexed in verse 12, the crowd says, what does this mean? Some thought they just had too much wine. But Peter stands up and tells them what had happened. That they weren't drunk, as they supposed. It was only nine in the morning. No, this was what was spoken by the prophet Joel which we've just read. Peter explained it to them in that context. And so as you begin to read through the book of Acts, you'll find that the Holy Spirit kept being poured out. This wasn't a once-only occasion. And for us as believers, our experience of the Holy Spirit should not be a once-only occasion. Maybe for some of you, when you were first became a Christian, you first trusted in Jesus, you had an experience of the Spirit. God came to you in power. Actually, you could only respond to Christ because of the work of the Spirit in your life, because he leads you to Christ. But, you know, you may have had that that indwelling feeling, the power of God coming upon you. It may have happened at a later point for you. It might be we look back and say, oh yeah, we had a a great time as a church a few weeks ago and God came then and maybe you're thinking that was was when it happened for you. Well, all those things are good. And it's right to remember, it's right to celebrate. I can remember when I was first filled or baptised in the Holy Spirit, I'd been a Christian for many years, but I, I hadn't been filled with the Spirit. And I went to a particular meeting one day and I remember when it was and what happened and where I was and uh, God came in power like I'd never experienced before. Now, I'm thrilled to say I've experienced it lots of times since then. But there was that day when that was that first happened for me. Well, it's right to remember those things. It's good to celebrate. It's good to thank the Lord for those particular encounters. But friends, listen. It shouldn't just be a one-off occasion. It shouldn't even just be, oh, well, I remember it just a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whatever it might be for you. No, Pentecost should happen every day. Because Pentecost needs to happen 
every day. Amen? It's true, isn't it? I don't know how you describe this theologically. Those of you who have bigger brains than me can explain to me afterwards. But the reality is we leak. We leak. It's like a, we're like a colander, aren't we? You know, those sort of things that you put a lettuce in and shake it and, and clean it or whatever. We're like a colander. We sort of leak. We need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. You might think, well, leaking's a bad thing. Well, if you've got a leaking tap, then yes, it is a bad thing. But as well, if you had a leaky hose, it would be a bad thing. But those of you who are gardeners, you may have seen in the gardening uh, places, garden centres and DIY stores and so on, you can now get these hoses that have intentionally lots of little holes in. Have you seen them? And the idea is that you run this sort of hose around your, your flower bed and you can water the entire garden by just turning on your tap and not moving from that space because the water leaks out of these holes and, and waters the plants. If you're particularly advanced, then you can set it to a timer so that if you go away on holiday, for example, you can make sure that your, your flower beds are appropriately watered at regular times. Some of you may even have an app for your electronic device to remotely control said hose pipe so that at the touch of a button you can think, my flowers need watering, let's do it now. And the water leaks out. So that's a good thing. You know what? I don't think it's such a bad thing that we leak. I don't think it's a bad thing that we leak. I think it's a good thing that we leak the Spirit because, you know what? (laughs) People around us need to encounter Jesus. And they encounter Jesus by us living in a way that loves him and honours him. And as it were, if you'll excuse the untheological definition, leaks the Holy Spirit all over them. Amen? I was reading a little testimony a little bit earlier. I'm going to read it to you. It's about a lady called Joy. And it says this, Joy was shopping in Sainsbury's and casually walking around when she saw someone stacking the shelves. She felt the Holy Spirit stir her about this person. And so she asked God what he wanted to say to him. She had a sense that God was saying that someone close to him has really let him down recently. And to tell him, I'm a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, fortunately, he was on his own, which helped, as Joy didn't want to look really stupid. She explained that she was a Christian, that sometimes hears God speaking to her about people or situations. She gave him the word and he went, whoa! He then had to wander off because someone had asked him for something. But he asked Joy to wait for him to come back. When he came back, Joy asked if that made any sense. Yes, he said, but didn't want to go into too many details. Do you know God? Joy asked. He replied that he prayed when he was going through bad times. And in response to this, Joy was able to share that she believed that God had brought her to the shop today because God is interested in what is going on in his life at the moment. God is interested in every detail. You see, we need to be leaking the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead us, not just on a Sunday morning, to bring contributions, which I love. And thank you for those of you who contributed this morning. It was great. But it's not just about, we're not filled with the Spirit just so we can have a good time of worship. We're filled with the Spirit for life. For life. Jesus said in, uh, in Acts chapter 1, 
verse 8. He's talking to his disciples before he goes back to heaven. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He said, the Holy Spirit came on the early church in order to give them power. Power to live, power to be the disciples that the Lord wanted them to be. Mark Stibbe, in his uh, excellent book about revival, says this. He says, in the early church, miracles were occurring amongst the lost in the marketplace, not just among the saved in the worship place. It's a good quote, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I want us today, as we celebrate Pentecost, and look back and say, wasn't that great for the disciples then? Yes, it was. And because of that day, we now live in the good of that. How about we live in the good of it, not just amongst the saved in the worship place, but amongst the lost in the marketplace? Don't you want to see that? How about for you to have stories, not just uh, our friends here, Joy, but how about for you to have a story going, well, yeah, well, I was out shopping this week, and I thought God prompted me to speak to somebody in the supermarket, and I uh, brought this you know, word to them. Now, we might call it in our language a word of knowledge. You might not go up to somebody and say, I have a word of knowledge for you. You might just say to somebody, I feel that God's just laid something on my heart for you. You can share it in a non-religious way. That's fine. I'd encourage you to do that. But I want to be encouraging us this morning, friends, to be stepping out in what God has for us, not just as we gather here, but as we walk with the Lord out there as well. Amen? Does that sound good? I'd love us to be queuing up on a Sunday morning with testimonies of, you know what God did this week? I was out shopping and he led me to do this. Or I was at my place of work and, and I was able to speak about uh, the Lord or I had to pray for somebody or you know, I, was, I was facing a massive um, situation and difficulty at work and God spoke to me about it and we're able to find a way through. I want to be encouraging us. Let's be looking for those sort of stories and I want to encourage you, friends, be sharing them. Be encouraging one another. Let's be hearing those in the sun. Let's be giving space to that. Let's be allowing not only God to speak to us now in the moment, and I love that when he does, but let's be having some space for stories of what God's done this week. And uh, I've said before that, you know, we're going to be sharing some stories, and if we haven't got any of our own this week, we'll share it with Nick somebody else's. And I mean it, because stories encourage us, don't they? They uh, help us to step out. They increase our faith in the Lord. We think, yeah, God could do that here. You know what? If God can do it there, he can do it here. If God can do it in Bedford, he can do it in Derby. Amen? Or wherever that, I think that was from, yeah, that one was from Bedford. Wherever it might be. If God can do it there, he can do it here. And not just he can, but I believe he wants to. He wants to. And he's looking for people that are willing to step out of the boat. He's looking for people that are willing to say, yes, Lord, use me in that. Use me in that. So I want to ask you this morning, is that you? Are you willing for the Lord to use you in that way? Yes, to step out on a Sunday morning. I want to encourage you guys to keep doing that because you do a great job with it. But not just on Sunday morning, but on Monday morning and Tuesday and the rest of the week as well. Amen? Amen. Let's share communion together. It'll be great if we can do that. Adam, if you can come up with what's left of your band, please. Are they, are they all here? Excellent. Most of them are here. Anyway. That's good.
See, I told you I wouldn't speak for too long. So it's a record. Thank you, David. <laughs> Probably is. Probably is. Okay, we're going to uh, celebrate communion together this morning. And as we do that, it's uh, looking back at what Jesus accomplished on the cross. It's remembering of his death and his resurrection. It's also a celebration. As well as remembering, it's a celebration. Because of his death, because of his resurrection, we can now come into his presence this morning, can't we? We can stand knowing we're forgiven, we're loved by the Lord, and he's accepted us and, uh, and set us free and forgiven us. So uh, I want to encourage us to be remembering and, uh, and be celebrating this morning. We've got a bit of time, we're going to do this. And uh, I'm going to invite you in a moment to come forward and receive bread and wine, or there's juice if you prefer as well. I'm going to ask you guys on the front row to help us and to, to serve with that if you can. Two of you this side and two of you that. That would be really good. You're not going to sit there again, are you? <laughs> Let's stand together. And um, I'm going to read some scripture to us. Paul says this, he's talking about uh, the Lord's Supper, and he says this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And that's what we're going to do as we have this bread and wine. We remember and proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you this morning for this opportunity to remember Lord, as we look back and remember the day of Pentecost, we want to thank you for the outpouring of your Spirit. Father, we look back too and uh, remember the day when your Son hung on the cross and died. And we thank you, Jesus, that you died in our place. You paid the price that we should have paid. And we remember as we take this bread and drink this wine, your death and your resurrection, and we thank you now for the new life that we find in you. Lord, as we eat this bread and drink this wine, would you make it ever more real to us? And, Father, would you speak to us? Lord, use these simple elements of bread and wine to speak to us by your Spirit now. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.